1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England zone Van Helsink. With me, my co host for today, the blonde bombshell Show herself, <laughs> the most East bridge haunted person, and Runway Kerrigan. For today, What? 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 Just for today? Oh, is that a sub? Oh, maybe my subconscious was
2: uh, coming forward forward there. I don't know. Or
1: perhaps I was possessed.
2: Yeah, thanks. By the the blonde bombshell.
1: The the, 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 replaced (laughs) by the red redhead bombshell. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even say redhead. How am I going to? Oh man. Yeah, whatever. You're so
2: mean to me. I'm not. I'm equally mean to everyone. Oh, good. I won't feel slighted then. <laughs> what are you doing? How are you?
1: I'm. I am. Um, I'm, I'm outstanding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, outstanding. we got a great show for you tonight. We have. Uh, we have this uh, young lady on. I believe. I think she's a redhead. Come think of it. Yes, she is. <laughs> yes, she I knew is. I know it was a redhead somewhere Did in my. you think In me? my life tonight.
2: No. mm. Didn't escape me. No, nope, I noticed that.
1: So, we're going to be sure. talking about crispy critters, right? Yes,
2: apparently. Why do you call them crispy critters?
1: I don't know, because I can.
2: <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me.
1: doesn't have to. comes oh. from my mind. That's no. all that matters. All
2: right. Well, that's what's important.
1: Speaking about bees. Bees? Yeah, bees.
2: We're talking about bees?
1: How do we get on to bees? I don't know. All right. Anyways. Anyways. Um, I, I actually got this from the Nigerian Daily Champion, and I'm sure most people read that.
2: Oh, every day on my <laughs> doorstep.
1: <laughs> it says a swarm of bees entered the Cherubim and the Seraphim Church in Nigeria's state of Kano. Oh, you Man. picked a good one, Ron. Yeah, evidently. <laughs> And it stunk its it stunk it stung it stung its religious leader to death oh. as he gave his sermon. The bees who escaped from a nearby hive stormed into the church and left many worshippers wounded as well. Mm-hmm. One eyewitness stated that the religious leader tried to fight the bees off with a broom, but their poisonous bite was eventually too much for him. He collapsed and died on the church of the floor. Hmm. Mm. must have been the bees from hell, evidently.
2: Not apparently. Mm-hmm.
1: So, do you believe mm. in killer bees?
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think so.
1: They are. They're Maybe. actually a real thing, you know.
2: Maybe. Yeah, if you're allergic to
1: them, they're all killer bees. Yeah, whatever. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, oh, I have um, we have this young lady on the show coming up very shortly. Her name yes. is Deanna Westbud. As opposed to Deanna Eastbud, I guess. But okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, but anyways, we're going to be talking about cryptozoology, which it's an interesting subject in itself because cryptozoology, I guess, is pretty much anything that's not a ghost, right?
2: I guess so. <laughs> you don't have to
1: agree with me, you know. <laughs>
2: I, I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I, well, that's what I was going to say. I
1: don't think so.
2: <laughs> I mean. I'm, you know things that are involved in cryptozoology supposed to be living, breathing creatures. Would right, I... right. Sure. Oh well, supposedly.
1: Yeah, if you believe in that stuff.
2: Ah, uh, I don't know. Bigfoot and I don't know
1: all that stuff. But, That's
2: crazy. Why would someone no believe in that?
1: I know. I mean, I would much <laughs> rather believe in invisible people when I chase would them too.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. I so, anyway, this, this young I lady see. is going to
1: straighten us out on this whole subject anyway. All so, right. I think she and, needs to. Uh, but, anyway, I do want a couple. have a couple things to mention before we do bring on this lovely lady. Okay. Uh, this redhead, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. And I do have my paranormal study group coming up very shortly on the 18th, 19th, or whatever it is. 19th. <laughs> and it, we are going to have Byron Jackson on from the U.K., via mm-hmm. spikes, so that we're going to look at uh, ghost hunting English style.
2: Love Byron.
1: Yeah, that's because you don't know him. <laughs> Probably. I'm going out drinking with him. Probably. <laughs> oh, that yeah. should be interesting. Okay, so you have to get by the charm.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: He's like every other Englishman, you know what once, I'm saying?
2: Yeah, once the charm wears off, yeah, he's, yeah. A, guy. he's, anyway, a, guy, he's right? a guy. He's a yeah. guy. He's a guy. He's a guy. He's a guy.
1: So, anyways, that's um, that's at the circles of wisdom, and that's going to be on the nineteenth. That's we have that every third Tuesday in the month. Last uh, time we did uh, tabletop tipping, or tilting, turning, twisting, or whatever it was, and it was pretty cool. So, anyways, um, that's then, and we also have the end of the month on the very, very end on the thirtieth. Oh, we are doing a dining with the dead in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, and. Uh, that's with Jeremy Dontremont, who is the Lighthouse Historian for the American Lighthouse Foundation. And he and I investigated at least uh, four or five lighthouses, including Rose Island. So uh, we have evidence that can be shown, and it's going to be cool. It's dinner, of course. And, oh, my hi. God. I heard a crypto.
2: It's the cryptozoology <laughs> beast now.
1: I heard a crypto. They're and, and, wait, wait a minute. I heard a laugh, so that means... <laughs> The that, fine, the pizza. that fine young uh, <laughs> lady is with us now, Deanna Westbud. Diana, you there?
3: Hi, I'm here. You guys are cracking me up.
1: Hi, Tina. Hi. We she, try. She, she was so cool. She she came, She sent me an email not once but twice, and wanted to know what cryptos we were going to talk about so she could cram for it. But oh, I said, I know.
3: How, yep, I, I haven't. You know, I wrote this book three years ago, and it it was published last March, well, March of 2010, so I kind of had to review.
2: (laughs) 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 I can understand that.
3: You
1: you know oh, what you. you you really don't have to worry about. It. I mean, you, you can't be expected to to remember everything you're, you've written. I mean, uh, my last book was uh, Ghost of Day: Three Hundred Sixty Five Ghost Stories from Around the World. And oh, if somebody opened it, opened the book now and, and said, "Well, can you tell me about the ghost of uh, whatever?" Yeah, and I'd past. like, uh, yeah, <laughs> probably if I get the book and look at it, I might be eligible. <laughs> but you know, people, I want
3: that book.
1: Well, it's it's everywhere. Ghost well, I am getting it. 365 ghost stories from around the world, and That's they cool. go all the way back to the first ghost hunter in uh, Greece, all the way up to our troops fighting in Afghanistan. Uh, they go from uh, Mount Everest to Antarctica to Cape of Good Hope, uh, Under the Ocean, everything. It's kind of cool. It's a neat book. Thanks. It was fun, fun, fun to write, you which remember? I'm sure this book did you. Yeah. By the way, this. I'm sorry, Ann, I'll let you talk in a second. Don't worry. Mm. <laughs> Um, the Wiser Field Guide to Cryptozoology, and uh, it must have been fun to do.
3: It was. It was a lot of fun. You know, I, hadn't, I had not written a book before. I was contacted by the publishing company. Well, I, I write for an a online magazine, and that's how they contacted me. And I thought, well, I'm going to give it a shot. And, you know, I kind of struggled at first as to exactly how to, to sit down and write the book. But once I sat down and started, everything seemed to kind of fall into place, and I had a, a lot of fun with it, and I stopped stressing and just let it be,
2: you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's awesome. And I have this book. Look, I have it right in my hand, Ron.
1: Oh, I, I see it. it. I see it. Because you know I why? always ask projector night- myself to you. Okay. House. Yes, All go right. on.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what happened? A funny thing happened. Yes? um On the way to the show, is that my doorbell mm-hmm. rang last week?
1: Don't and answer and- it. They'll ask you to be naked and it's street dress. It's a trick. I, well, I post that you know, on Facebook. It's a trick. If someone comes in the door and they ask you to take off your clothes and wave, wave your hands and run around, it's it's a trick. It don't. <laughs> Believe me, I, I did it, and I've been traumatized the rest of my life. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
2: Yeah, that's what did it. That, that's what did it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, anyways, the nice UPS man came to my door, and my door. he left me a great box, and it had a bunch of books in it that... Ron had sent to me, and I
3: well, wanted to the, let
2: everybody the, know he really is a nice guy.
3: I act, know you don't believe
2: well,
1: me, I don't. but
3: sometimes he is. Oh, I can't imagine anything nicer than getting a box of books delivered.
2: It was awesome. A box of in, chocolates. Dina, your book was in there, so I have it right next to me.
3: <laughs> have so you that, had a
2: chance to look through it yet? Uh, just a little bit, just a little bit. I have a couple of things uh, bookmarked here that I want to ask you about. So,
1: Okay, <laughs> we, we, we've all got our books in front of us now, so we will be good tonight.
2: All right. <laughs> so, Ready.
1: Any, anyways, the publisher called you up. We're talking with, by the way, Deanna Westbud. And do you have a website, by the way, because I had a hard time finding it.
3: Well, I have a website, yes, the one that I write for weekly. I'm the paranormal editor for BellaOnline.com. So you can go there and click on um, Paranormal, and I've got all my stories there.
1: I went on that. It's like a chick website that's like,
3: Ugh. I don't know why they say that, because it really isn't. Some of our editors are are not females. They're males, and a lot of people... Well, if they're have... not
1: females, they're not females. <laughs> Unless they're a crypto, okay.
3: <laughs> But really, there's a lot of information for for males and females there on that website. I, I hate it that they say that it's for chicks. You know, it, it's really not.
1: Hmm. Well, okay. tell you a story. When I signed with my editor from from my books, uh, her name is De or Deidre, Deidre Knight, and she writes those freaking uh, uh, what do you call them? Trashy novels. Romance <laughs> novel. Uh, what do they called? Romance, Romance. novel. It's, where's the romance in it? Looks like uh, whatever. I don't know. Oh, my well, I, would,
3: I haven't read them, so I wouldn't know. Uh, me
1: either. I'm with you, Dina. <laughs> but, but, but I went on her website. It was all these trashy novels. Like all these authors she represents. And uh, excuse me, not trashy. Did I say trashy? Oh God! I hope she's not listening.
2: Yeah, you're <laughs> in trouble now, boy. Oh, uh, man. But all oh, Did you want to do another book? No.
1: Not anymore, evidently. Not anymore. <laughs> but, but I mean, I, I don't know. So I, I mean, I thought it was just. For, what, do men read these books? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't read them. Why would men read them? Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not.
1: We're not sure about you. Uh, oh, thanks, Anne. <laughs> If you can't tell a true color of a hair, who the heck knows what else is?
2: Oh,
3: never
1: mind. Moving right along to okay. cryptozoology. Back to cryptozoology. You better get you know that
3: what?
2: Cryptozoology.
3: I got to tell you this little story because you keep talking about red hair. Well, my hair—I happened to um, to color it yesterday. Um, and it, so it was very bright red and I was out in the sunshine and I was visiting with a friend of mine who happens to have a pet rooster and this rooster just seemed entranced by the color of my hair and he kept walking around me getting closer and closer. The next thing I know he was on top of my head. This rooster Oh my, had, oh my goodness. I, I just kept, they just want, these guys want to take a picture and they were trying to get their cameras out and I'm like,
2: Get this rooster off of my head now. It was heavy, you know? Oh, my God. I
1: actually have a logical explanation for that. What? Because I'm sure that this rooster was a man at last time, or a woman that actually probably didn't (laughs) like you, and uh, she wanted to peck your eyes out because uh, she was reincarnated. And, yeah, who who did you... uh, (laughs) tick off in high school. And, uh, <laughs> come oh, back my, let's not go
3: there. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: So, so let, let's, let's learn a little bit about Deanna Budd. So who is Deanna Budd? And we already know how you got to re- write this book, but um, who are you?
3: Well, I'm a person that just loves to have adventures, that just loves to learn. I like to explore, and I've had all kinds of weird things happen to me since I was just a kid.
1: I oh, get on the show. Pardon me? Oh, nothing, nothing. <laughs> just mumbling to myself. I do that. Oh, all the time. okay. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. And so I just, um, I have. When I was a kid, I used to always do. The, I was the neighborhood person that every all the kids would come to to do the seances and the Ouija board and all oh, that cool. kind of stuff, you know. So it's just been kind of a natural thing that I started um, started along these lines and and uh, ended up. Which is—it's just amazing to me that I've actually—I've got a, a book that's been published. It's just amazing. And I just think it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: is great. And so, what made you? I mean, what made you decide to do cryptozoology? Or did someone—someone someone approached you? Hello, you, you hear the beginning of the show? No, the I know. the publisher approached her. So and... the publisher approached you. <laughs> yes. But yes. I mean, had you had a background? Well, I had several of my articles were in
3: that field, Mm -hmm. but um, there's also many other uh, articles to do with the paranormal on my website, and this just happened to be the subject they approached me about. I I was Uh, kind of hesitant at first because I feel I have more experience with with hauntings and and such as that, but, um, you know, the more I began researching and learning, the more I became became entranced with, with this topic, and it really is. It's fascinating.
2: What... What do you think? I mean, I know you said that you wrote that it's been a couple years, but is there anything in the book, any creature that is your favorite or really stands out to you? Well, I would have to say the the first chapter is about rods or skyfish,
3: they're called, and I think that those are the most interesting to me. And I actually I am supposed to go down to Joplin, Missouri, soon, but sometime this month and go skyfishing. This this group has come up with some with some new um Advances in technology, they say, and they want to show me what they've got there to um, to capture these creatures on video, and I'm excited about that.
2: What now? Can you tell our listeners what are we? What what is a rod?
3: Well, rods rod. or cytos are creatures. <laughs> <Jeez. together. laughs> okay, Rod, shut up. <laughs> that are said to undulate through the air at speeds too fast to normally be perceived by the human eye. And they're they're kind of recent that they've been discovered. Um, Jose Escamilla discovered these in 1994 while filming a documentary in Midway, New Mexico. And um, he's come across them many more times since then. And he actually found a sporting, of, of an old video of a sporting event from 1910. And... Um, he discovered that there was a rod on there. There's one in the movie Braveheart. You can see a rod passing behind Mel Gibson's head. Uh-huh. and and standing there. Yeah. If you if you get to looking, you can really see quite a few of them on video. They're just amazing creatures and they range in size from just a few feet to like one hundred feet in length and All
1: right. Can can I interject something here?
3: I knew you would.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> now yes. There have been some explanation for these rod creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, you, don't you believe, uh, Deanna? Uh,
3: well, of have... course, everyone's got a, got an opinion about what, what these things are. Yes, uh-huh. I mean aliens, I mean, interdimensional beings. Oh no, I mean I mean
1: true scientific, not this gobbledygook that I chase. Uh, it really uh, – some some say they're insects. Basically, they, they, when they turn, it, it uh, that's where they get the right appearance. And oh. they show up uh, on the lens of the camera that way. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's really because of their flight, yadda, yadda, yadda. I, I didn't get into the whole details of it, but okay. I have heard that. So I guess you're saying they're real. They're not cryptos. I mean, they are cryptos. That, that, they are I real. think they're cryptid. Well, yes. I don't, I mean, well we don't know. Wait a minute. So cryptos – Cryptids, cryptos, whatever they are, okay? Mm-hmm. They're not like really. Um, let's put it this way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they haven't been proven, right? I mean, we don't. No, find that. they
3: have not been proven to exist right. by science, no. No, yeah, oh. we
1: don't find the carcass of, of Bigfoot. We don't find the carcass of whatever. Um, right. right. So, this is just. I mean, it's kind of like us chasing ghosts.
2: Right. Right. True.
1: That's okay. true.
2: I, I think of it
1: yeah. that way. Right. So l- let me ask you this. So if you're going to go down to chase these flying rods, right, Uh huh. and they've got new – and behave um, – <laughs> <good, laughs> they have these new equipment that can capture these flying rods. And um, so will you report back and let us know if there really were? Oh, us. I'd love
3: to. Sure, I'm, I'm excited to find out myself. I, yes, I'd be happy to, to huh. let you know what I find out.
1: What do you think, yeah?
2: Sure, sounds good to me. <laughs> Why not?
1: I mean, crypto is a really fascinating subject, and of course, uh, Warren, Lauren Coleman or whatever his name is um, was mm-hmm. really the one that got really gave it the right. to got it going, um, yeah. but um, it, it's fascinating. But, you know, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just, there's so many, like, you know, we only have, like, one ghost, and, and you have, like, all these different creatures. <laughs> what do you mean,
3: cat. we only have, like, one ghost? What do you mean?
1: <laughs> just, just you know, <laughs> one ghost. One ghost? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same guy. He just goes around everywhere. He <laughs> <so. laughs>
2: goes down to down. House to
1: house. <laughs> yeah, I
2: see. I, did, I didn't realize
3: that. You didn't
1: realize the power they had. They actually can be. I mean, you know, it's it's like Astro projecting yourself everywhere. So I mean, it's, it's very simple. It's you know, it's quite simple. Virtually. No, whatever. Anyways, um, I forgot the, what the heck we were talking about since
3: well, well, went on you this know, screen. you were saying that I have quite questions. But I, I do. I have 40. And, you know, it was difficult to choose only 40 because there are so many more. You just would be so amazed. <laughs> there are. But, you know, there are, like, different names for, for one creature, like like Bigfoot. You know, he falls under so many different names, and
1: I feel it's probably the same type of creature. So, like, a, the Yeti and the Bigfoot and the Satchiquacha or whatever his yeah. name is and all those yes. guys are all the same, right? Probably so, okay. yes. Why do they stink?
3: I stink, probably they don't bathe i I don't know <laughs> I, I, that
2: would be my guess,
3: man, maybe they eat dead things, you know, I mean, <laughs> oh. <laughs> my dog doesn't smell too too good after he's been out uh right yeah. You know? <laughs>
2: Okay, I have a question. No, and,
1: wait a minute. Uh, I'm getting back to this thinking. Oh, oh I, I'm sorry. I I'm not finished done. with this. I mean, <laughs> we know that odor is, is a defense mechanism, uh-huh. that nature, nat- natural in natural blah, in nature. And uh, so, I mean, I don't think, I mean, they're seven foot, eight foot tall, whatever the heck tall they are. I don't think they need an odor to scare off people. <laughs> Probably not. You wouldn't think so. You know, I, although I know some people would do, but, but that's not story. <laughs> so, I mean, is, is that, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, 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 if there's creatures that are evolving or have been left out of the evolution chain, then they should have certain traits for a particular reason, because all creatures in, will adapt. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 So I mean, in in order to survive, they adapt. If they don't su- adapt, then they die. And this goes that makes for sense. for everything, all creatures, and that's why, for instance, the dodo bird disappeared because it right. couldn't freaking fly. <laughs> <laughs> Survival
2: of the fittest, right? Right. So right. I mean,
1: I mean, are these creatures? Let me ask you that on, on that that line of questioning, and boy, do I, I don't know where I'm going now. But that's all right. On that line of questioning. It, are these creatures, these cryptoids, or whatever they are, are they something that were left out of the evolutionary change, or are, are they something that have evolved into what they are
3: That is an interesting question i 've not been asked that before. I would say my opinion would be that they had kind of been left out that i, I, I don 't that 's just my my opinion you know mm-hmm. I mean. There's really, <laughs> that's a very good question, and I don't know that I've ever found, found an answer to that in all my many, many, many months of research, but I just kind of a feeling that they're kind of left out. I would
2: agree with that. I mean, it's like, like up here we have, we have the Bridgewater Triangle, right? And they're, oh, yeah. they're supposed to be loaded with all kinds of
1: odd creatures. And Is that what you live in? That's right where I was. <laughs> and, just, but don't, just don't out think, think, I just put that in there, you know. That's just right. Saying.
2: I'll admit it. I'll admit it. So, but don't you think that if you've got a creature that is in a um, like a really, really remote area, like parts of the Bridgewater Triangle? I mean, you're talking really deep, deep swamp, and it could be possible. I mean, why couldn't it be possible that they got left out of that evolutionary chain because they're so secluded?
1: It's right. Not yes. that, it's not that secluded. We're talking United States, for God's sake. Yeah. But no, I, that, we're talking wow. the Northeast.
2: Parts of the swamp, I mean, it's, it's you know, you go in there and get lost and die in there. I mean, you know.
3: Right. There's lots of secluded areas in the United States, I right. think.
1: I think so, too. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can see, like, these deep water fishes that thought they were extinct, and then they dig them up and they say, okay. <laughs> and, and maybe even, you know... Uh, cryptoids being mistaken for natural creatures like the Kraken, or, you know, or it was perhaps a giant squid or whatever. <laughs> so I mean, it... hello? Oh. Hello? It's the
2: aliens. They're coming. They're coming yeah. right. Those are the scariest <laughs> creatures. <laughs>
1: That, that was weird. Hmm. And anyways, I forgot where we were. Oh, yeah, we were talking about the left out. If you, run, You're making yeah, that funny. noise.
3: <laughs> I've never heard that noise on my phone before.
1: This so. is a paranormal show. And, and by the way, uh, EVP Mike is in the chat room, so probably it's him.
2: <laughs> uh, I know. I hope I hope he hasn't driven off the road because he's on his droid.
1: <laughs> oh, really? Okay.
2: He is. So,
1: I mean, some of the cryptoids, okay, let's let, like, uh, I don't know, you know, uh, let me open the book, like the giant rats of New York City. I mean, that makes sense, right?
2: Right, oh, right. absolutely. In New York City, absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes. So, I mean, that one seems to be, it doesn't seem so far fetched. But mm-hmm. then you have a creature like, okay, let, let's take the ultimate yeah. creature, I, I think, mm-hmm. and that's the mothman. Mothman, okay. 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 So, I mean, why are we classifying the Mothman in a giant rat, which could very well have scientific evidence that they they are there, and then probably I would guess that they really exist. Whereas the Mothman, we based everything on this what one incident that happened. Well,
3: you know, experts. Really do vary on what should be included as a cryptid. You know, some think only it's only the hairy humanoids, and some <laughs> they they include like uh, that leaves me out. Like, I'll, I'll
1: tell you that
3: <laughs> <laughs> Some some of the cryptozoologists include mystical creatures like unicorns and fairies and dragons, and some include include the traditional creatures like vampires and werewolves. You know what? We have zombies. to take a
1: break. So hold your breath. And we'll be okay. right back after the following right. messages. You'll listen to Ghost those next gen- generation. That snuck up on me real quick. We'll be right back. the with messages.
0: Welcome to Net radio with a cutting edge.
1: The American Rock
0: and Roll Countdown with Alex Price. Now this Saturday morning, we're going to count them down one more time from number 40 all the way to number 1 with the official classic hits countdown, the American Rock and Roll Countdown. We'll count down the biggest hits of the 70s with interviews and artist information, news, weather, sports. You name it, we'll have it this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock Eastern, right here on Net for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown
2: on Togenet.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Craig Deswald and learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from the competition. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 central, on Tokenet.com.
2: And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. And we are talking with Dina Budd, author of the Cryptozoology Guide. Now, see, if I'd gone to get a piece of pizza, I would have been chewing my pizza when I had to say that. So, yeah, but I, right could have lived,
1: I could have lived vicariously through you and enjoyed it. Um... <laughs> But anyways, uh, we have been ignoring the chat room. I noticed there was a couple's questions that slid through there. Uh, there were? Yeah. There weren't
2: any questions?
1: Yes, there was.
2: What are you talking
1: so about? So if anybody has a question, they can certainly uh, join us in the Tojinet chat room, or they can join us on the uh, web which is what, Ann?
2: ghostchronicles Generation. You can, uh, if you're a chat room shy, just, you know, shoot us a question or a comment. Uh, you have to go in and like us, though, first on Facebook. And then really? you can ask us anything you want.
1: Okay, you can,
2: I did see the question.
1: You can lie, right? You you can don't have to really like us, but just pretend you, you like. us. You can pretend right? to like us too. Okay, and we'll we're talking with you, uh, right? Deanna Deanna Bud, <laughs> Bud, who's written the uh, Wiser Field Guide to Cryptozoology, which is actually I mean we've been kidding a lot tonight, and only because it's I can't take this subject seriously. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean it, it's really cool subject, but it's a good book, and I actually. Oh, thank you. There's cool little il- illustrations in there as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know what? My children did a lot of those illustrations. They're both very <gasps> talented artistically. Really? Yes, and they did. It, they did a lot of. They, you know, they were very resistant at first because they're like <laughs> not believing that you know, that mom's writing a book and that it's really going to get published. So they were, they were, like, fighting this, you know. I'm like, no, this is really happening, you know. You need to do these illustrations. And they were very reluctant, but they finally did them. <laughs>
2: I love them. They're awesome. Oh, thank you. What a great idea. That's <laughs> fabulous. All right, so I know we were talking about something else, but I have to ask you about Goatman.
1: Oh, before the you get Goatman. to Man, by the way, everybody wants to call in and ask about something else. Uh, the number is eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. Eight seven seven eight six four four eight six nine. And what about Goatman?
2: Goatman. I have to ask you about Goatman because mm-hmm. let me give you a little background.
1: What page is it on?
2: We Goatman is on um, eighty three.
1: Everybody 83. turn to page eighty three in the place.
2: please. <laughs> okay, there's I'm flipping pages. All right. So my friend Dale, who is famous in East Bridgewater because He's <laughs> he's been the head of That's Dale hardcore. and the Duds, which is this old time rock and roll band since since they were all in high school in the sixties. So anyways, so Goatman is always the story Dale told the Boy Scouts around the campfire, right? Ah. Forever and ever. Because he's he's the big leader. And um and so when we all camped together he would tell us the story of Goatman. Cool. And so when I saw Goat Man in this book, I just started to crack up. I'm like, "Oh my God, Goat Man made the book, and he must be everywhere, <laughs> besides Massachusetts." And I love the Goat Man illustration too. It's really a hoot. Oh, thank you. So, um, do you do you do you remember about Goat Man? Can you
3: tell me? Us?
2: Yeah, no? yeah. Well, I'm on page <laughs>
3: eighty-three here.
2: Okay, <laughs> no. all right. Good. We're all on the same page. <laughs> That was a very short chapter in my book. It was. It was, but I loved it.
1: So. And
3: he has he does not smell at all. He has no odor.
1: Uh-huh. So. Aha. <laughs> you He's adapted so Ooh. he can live. Yep. <laughs> yep. I mean, yep. If, if if the big Saskatchewan stink, I mean, we'd know where they were. <laughs> anyway. So, so Goatman, uh do you remember doing the research on Mr. Goatman? Mhm. Yep. So you want to, I mean, was was that fun doing the research, like for Mr. Goatman?
3: It was fun doing the research. You know, the research was just exciting. I, I learned so much. It was it was as much fun as writing the book, the research part was. I really enjoyed it a lot. And I spent much more time on the research than I did on the writing, actually, because there are so many sources out there nowadays that, you know, in order to, to – well, I want to say to to show that the you know in order to find out that the information is real, <laughs> you know, you, you, <laughs> but you have to compare it to so many other sources and make sure that you know they're coming up with the same things and such. So that that was very time consuming. That was that was probably the most time consuming part of it all. But it was really it was fun. I really enjoyed it.
1: So I mean, the goat man, according to this, was a government experiment that went wrong.
3: Well, that's the legend that um it's the result of a government experiment with DNA that went wrong
1: and What they cross goats but, and humans? I don't get that.
3: I don't know why the government does what they do. Oh my goodness. we could go on and on about that.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> now,
2: the story oh. I heard about our goat man yes, was tell us. that um it was chasing this um man through the woods um and the man disappeared and was found later in the one of the outhouses <laughs> where we camped with uh, one uh, one shoe and missing one shoe, and the, the goat man supposedly killed him. Ate his him. He ate his shoe? He ate his shoe. Well, I think he lost it. The man he was chasing lost the shoe because he was drunk and being chased by the woods <laughs> through ah, my goat man. Alcohol was involved. But he, and he, always, but he ended up in this. You know latrine, you know, and they found him the spring, you know, when they reopened. So, but that was oh, that was our particular legend of Goat Man, which could be the same Goat Man because it's you know, it sounds like he's out there, you know. It could very well be. But, but I, you know, know.
3: I, I didn't find much evidence that he'd ever harmed a human. It was mostly livestock, mm-hmm. test, property, that kind of thing. Ah, he might but have you been never
2: hungry. know. He might have been hungry. It was winter, so. Right. <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> Could that
2: McDonald's. was probably it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what was the other one I had marked? I don't because, know. Because, you know, we live up here in New England near Boston. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, some of us live closer to Boston. No, we're probably equidistant from Boston. Right, Ron? You talking about Ron, me? I don't know. Yes. Um, the Boston lemur? Do what? you remember him?
1: Yes, Did I, I do. One? Okay. What page is that on, Ann?
2: Yeah, that's on page 124. Wait, I don't have my glasses on. I'm sorry, 114.
1: Oh, my God, look at those teeth.
2: I was close. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. So can you tell us about the Boston Lemur?
3: Yes, now that's actually kind of a recent story. You know, um, I guess the Boston Red Sox, the, one of the advisors for the Boston Red Sox, um, Bill James, he was walking home from Fenway Park one night, and it was in 2008, and he noticed an animal that he thought it was a cat at first, but then he saw that it had, like, these huge eyes and a and a speckled gray head, and the eyes were on the side of the head and, and kind of a pug-like face and a very long tail, and it moved in an odd Sashing motion, according to uh, Mr. James, and he said that um, it kind of, it kind of like um, lifted its hind legs over a stick in, in the road and used its tail as kind of a lever. And he, he, Mr. James, thought that he knew all the animals that were native to that area, but he couldn't figure out what that animal was. And he did some research and he felt that it was a, a, a Boston lemur. Hmm. So um, even though they're, you know, they're they're native to Madagascar, but that's really what he thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so he called the you know the animal control center and and to see if any had escaped from from the local zoo and none had <laughs> but <laughs> um and then there was there was another incident i guess um a few years before that um a guy by the name of um Mudge Andrew Mudge, he was a filmmaker, and he saw a creature that he thought might be a Boston lemur also on a farm in Sherbourne. Uh, I think that's a little bit southwest of Boston. Mm-hmm. And um, he said it, he described it as, as the size of a small coyote, and but it looked like a combination of a lemur and a fox, and it was um, it had a very long hairless tail, except there was a ball of hair at the end. Uh-huh. And see, this guy had studied, he had a degree in anthropology, and so um, you know he was he was
1: well informed also. Actually, my good friend Cat in the chat room is a. Uh, oh, wait a minute, was that anthropology or was it um, whatever? Let's forget that and we'll move right along.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think okay. it was
1: one of the sciences. Uh, hmm. Actually, you know what? When I went to when I got, I have my degree in environmental science, and it was part of my. To get my degree, I had to take like all the studies, which is everything from the geology to the physics to the biology, and and so I had silly courses like that as well, so including oceanography and all that stuff. But, anyways, I wanted to get back to the Mothman because, all uh, oh, right, because uh, that's probably the most famous. Uh, Incident, I guess. Uh, what did you take of the, the Mothman there? Uh,
3: I thought that was interesting. Also, I mean, I had not even heard of, of the Mothman before I, I saw that movie in two thousand two, The Mothman Prophecies, and that's just a fascinating story, you know. And th- there was many things, of course, that weren't brought out in the movie, like um, in, in the Ohio River Valley, um, a father and a daughter were. Um, In 1961, they were walking along and they saw a huge man with wings. And then um, in 1966, there were several sightings of this mothman-like creature in West Virginia. Some some guys in a cemetery, I think there were five of them, they saw this creature um, outside the cemetery. He he, he took off flying from a cluster of trees and flew over their heads. And there were actually quite a few sightings, but none, none after the collapse of the bridge. You know, there, weren't, there were no sightings. And so some people, they think that perhaps he was there to warn different people that the bridge was going to collapse. Um, hmm. Some people think he might have caused it. It's hard to say.
1: Okay, wow. so can I add my two cents on this? Well, of course.
2: Sure. Oh, good.
1: Really? Uh, <laughs> but um, so I wouldn't really classify that as a true cryptoid or whatever, cryptoid, crypto, whatever Cryptid. it is. Yeah, whatever. Well, you know, um,
3: see, the definition on that varies depending on the cryptozoologist that you talk to, because like I was saying before, you know, some people only only the hairy humanoids. Some cryptozoologists include um, even even aliens and um, shadow people no, and black dogs no, no, and such no, as no, that.
1: No. Okay. But anyways, uh, uh, to me, that would, if if I was going to say what that was and Of course, I wasn't there at the time. To me, it almost sounds like a guardian angel type. Seriously. I mean, if you believe in angels, this was here to warn people or whatever. uh, That would make sense to me. It would be pretty, you know, because it only happened that one place where, you know, it was for a specific purpose. But wouldn't uh, a
3: guardian angel could also be classified as a cryptid if you go by the definition, oh, you know, yeah, not yeah, proven right. to exist by science.
1: So God's you know? a cryptoid, all right?
2: There
3: you go. Uh, it could very well be a You know, it just depends on how, what you want to, what definition you want right. to use.
1: But, I mean, you look at a banshee. Now, a banshee uh, has been around and has many, many sightings, whereas okay. the Mothman only had that one particular little incident, you know. I mean, right. it was like a, you know, one hit wonder, you know what I mean?
3: Well, yeah. Well, it was just you know during a. I mean, it was more within one sighting, but it's only during a very short period exactly. of time. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I see what you're saying. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: I so. think a lot of like a lot of these cryptids, um, the stories you read about them and hear about them, it's, it is like a one-shot deal. Like an, mm-hmm. another thing in this book is the Dover Demon, which um, you know I first heard about from um, Jeff Belanger. and oh that yes, was, that was kind of a one-shot deal. Right, right, right. They starved, yes. like back in like what seventy eight or something, and then never saw him again. Right, in
3: the in the late seventies. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah, that happens a lot with them.
1: Yes. It's like a. So maybe run. he was a reincarnation of the Mothman.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't think so. You know, he adapted and took uh, his back somewhere else. So.
2: He took his evolutionary yeah. progress and
1: moved on. Okay. So, I I mean, the most famous ones are, of course, uh, Bigfoot. I really don't want to get into Bigfoot because there's whole people that study their whole lives over the Big apes. So, I mean, and then, of course, I noticed in your book you have uh, dragons and dragons. uh, You know, to me, you look at the Como dragon or whatever they are. Mm -hmm. uh, Those are, you know, those could be pretty much real. I mean, that's -hmm. that's not a, a, a jump, but... In giant octopus is the same thing, but then we get into like the chupacabra, yeah, whatever.
3: Chipacabra, yeah, that too.
1: So that's got the makings of a real creature, but maybe not. So, I, what is your take on the uh, Mexican on the flying dog? Yeah.
3: Well, as many times as that creature's been sighted, I i mean, I def- definitely believe that that creature exists because he's been sighted in so many places and in so many countries and so many times over the years. You know, there has to be something to that, definitely.
1: Okay. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I thought, sure, you were going to be saying something.
1: No, I, was I didn't think you, you.
3: give me too much time to talk. We're
1: all like, uh, oh, my God. I mean, is I'm that bad that I don't
3: want my best? No, there's nothing wrong with oh. that. That's fine.
2: Oh. <laughs> so explain so to me what a chupacabra is. I mean, I've heard of it, but what is it supposed to look like? Well,
3: No, I actually believe I might have seen one outside of New Mexico when I um, was visiting my dog. Wait a
1: minute, did you say you saw one?
3: I believe I did. I I saw it across the field, and I'm just certain that that Mm -hmm. it was probably a chupacabra. I mean, it didn't appear to have any hair. Um, Its eyes were were glowing. I couldn't tell about its legs, because they say that it's supposed to have shorter front legs than back. I couldn't couldn't really tell. Um, It's supposed to have an incredibly long snout. Um, They were first sighted in Puerto Rico in the mid-90s, and they've been just spotted thousands of times since then. Uh, clear, even up in Maine, down in Chile, even in
2: Russia. Wow. They're, They're supposed the... to have, like... Aliens are back. They, oh, they are back. Goodness. Goodness.
1: <laughs> Telephone call from the dead.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Nellie, go away.
3: What
1: is that? I don't know. I've not cell heard phone. that sound before.
3: Cell phone interception.
1: <laughs> I don't have but, um, It's supposed
3: phone. to have, like... Uh, Pronounced eye sockets and and humongous fangs and sharp claws and of course the the glowing slanted red eyes and bat like wings. Hmm. And it let, kills
1: it kills uh, turkeys and sheep and drains their bloods. Yes, yes.
2: Now Leslie in the chat room tells us that chupaca means push up in Latin.
1: Push up. I don't, know,
2: I don't know if that has anything to do with.
1: So <laughs> that would be opera. a uh, uh, chup. Chucopaba
3: I I don't know. I came up with it, it's supposed to be from the Spanish chupar to suck and cabra
2: goat. Oh my god. Ah, there you go. I, I, I agree with you. Okay. You <laughs> anyway, agree with her? You agree with her what it means? Whatever
1: it says, that's fine with me.
2: <laughs> All right. All right.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me let me behave myself.
3: No, oh, <laughs> well, that wouldn't be any fun at all. No, it
1: wouldn't. it wouldn't. Okay, so I mean, a lot of if we go back all the way back to like ancient times, you know, like the Greeks and the Egyptians and the Romans. Well, not the Romans; they were more modern. But the Greeks and Egyptians—they have all these mythical creatures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that perhaps some of these? Cryptoids that are hanging around now are offshoot of these mythical creatures, or perhaps uh, not. <laughs> I well, I
3: think we... that's very possible.
1: Yeah, that's as good
3: as, an explanation as, as any. Definitely. But you know, back to what you were saying about the angels. You know, you think the Mothman might have been, might have been some kind of a guardian angel. I. I wrote a chapter called The Flying Men of Fall City, Nebraska, and Other Flying Humanoids. And um, I do believe that many of the creatures that I talked about in that chapter could very well be guardian angels. Or Or really? possibly even demons. Yes. Yes.
1: Oh, and demons, too.
3: Yeah. I mean, if you believe in guardian angels, you got to believe in demons, too, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, no, you,
1: you know, not, not necessarily, because you talk to some of the uh, goody two-shoe uh, uh, people are doing in the spiritualism, they they refuse to accept um, um, evil, and therefore they don't believe in it. So I mean, they I understand...
3: believe in the Bible. I mean, doesn't it say in the Bible that?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these these, for instance, a, a lot of people will just deal with light beings, and they don't think that dark beings exist or negative energy exists, and I, and they have their reasons and, and by not. Uh, acknowledging them, uh, therefore they don't exist. So, that, I mean, that's the reason behind it.
3: There's an awful lot of negative energy in the world, though, you know. I oh, I, I
1: agree with you, too. I mean, uh, okay, can I ask you what, what your, um, your religious background is?
3: Well, I guess you would say that I'm a pagan. I don't, I don't like to put no, it mean, on what,
1: what? No, what, what, what were you really growing up. You weren't really oh, a pagan. Oh, I was a Baptist I up. growing up. Okay, that's, I mean, uh-huh. why is it so hard to talk about our past? I mean, we all know what we are now, what we're evolved now. But a lot of, you know, a lot of people say, well, you're almost like they're like, you know, I'm afraid to say I was a Baptist or whatever. I mean, that's that's what we 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 grew up. I mean, that's like, yeah. uh, it's not a big deal, you know, it really isn't. I mean, that's like so many people like. Get all bent out of shape on, uh, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance because it's one nation under God. Whatever That was what our forefathers or uh, whatever, whoever at the time, put it in, in the thing. So it, mm-hmm. it, to, to then it's just tradition, and, 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 you know, it's it's our heritage. So it's, it's really not an evil thing, whether you believe in a God or not. It, it doesn't really matter. If you don't right. believe in it, I, I wouldn't even see why it would bother you because... You know, if you don't believe in it, well, you can't hurt you, so what the heck difference does it make? But, anyways, I don't know how I get on to that. That's really <laughs> <up> the base. <laughs> Ron, get up on his soapbox. Uh, I do that all the time. Anyways. Let me help you down. All right. So, uh, anyways, um, the, there are creatures that uh, I actually love, the awful. Yes. Which, which is on page 59. The
2: awful? Yes. Isn't That's
3: that a crazy name? It? The yes. awful. Yeah. Yes. But,
1: but I'm looking at a picture of the offal, and it looks like a almost like a griffin to me.
3: Yes, it does. It does look uh, like a
1: griffin. So, so what's the difference between a griffin and an offal?
3: Well, now, see, the offal was like it was a, an incident, like we were talking before. And right. it, it is a, a very large, griffin-like creature. And in 1925, um, this town, this creature was sighted in um, Richford and Berkshire, Vermont. And Lovecraft, H.P. Lovecraft, actually based some of his... Stories on this creature. He traveled there in 1925 to check out this creature, and it was first seen by some uh, some sawmill workers. They were walking across a bridge. It was, it was in the daytime, and they saw the creature sitting on a roof. And one of the men that was walking had a heart attack. He was so frightened. But um, mm. so that was just you know that was just a, short, a sighting um, just over a short period of time wow. that this creature was sighted. Oh. Um, when one witness thought thinks that he saw the creature carrying a a baby, but there weren't any oh. babies reported missing? missing at that time. That's so a good they, thing. <laughs> Thank God. They,
2: <laughs> they thought
3: they think it really might have been a baby animal because there weren't any there weren't any missing babies in the area at that time,
1: though. Well, that that's, that brings up another point. Uh, do you think that some of these creatures are really just misidentified? Oh, sure. Yes. Yes. Of hmm. course. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, people. Yeah, I mean, if you don't. You don't understand what you're looking at. Um, I guess you know what are you going to call it?
1: Good point right. and good point. Right,
2: I agree. It could be something perfectly perfectly normal that, but that person has never seen it before. Right, <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly we have the whole field of cryptozoology. There you
3: go, <laughs> and it's a fun field. That's <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: And we are talking to Deanna Budd, by the way, and she has written this book, The Wiser Field Guide to Cryptozoology, which is really, really a cool book. It's got some cool illustrations in it. It's an easy read, you know, great for the bathroom. <laughs> oh, nice recommendation, Ron. Hey, hey. That's, wait a minute. That's why I recommend Ghost Today. It's a perfect <laughs> book for the bathroom. You <laughs> can just pick that up and open it up and read anything in it. You know what I'm saying?
2: I know what you're saying, yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness!
1: Nice. Um, You have a question, Ian? I'm getting myself in more trouble than I should.
2: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if I can compete with recommending this book for the bathroom. But uh, oh my god, it's great!
1: It's a great book to take in the car when you're driving.
2: All right, but not driving.
1: But when you're a passenger. Well,
2: when you're a passenger. Passenger, (laughs) right? 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 Oh, my goodness.
1: Now, so, another, another go one is uh, Thunderbirds. because it, I mean, I mean I noticed yes. a lot of these actually do have, I mean, a little bit of a New England thing to it, too, which Absolutely. is kind of cool. Bridgewater yeah. Triangle, Thunderbirds. Yeah. There you thunderbirds. go. Thunderbirds.
2: Yep.
3: You know, that the deal with the Thunderbirds, they happen kind of uh, close to me, not too far away from me at all. That kid was picked up by this giant bird. It was in uh, Lawndale illinois it was in uh, 1977 and he was playing outside with his friends in the summertime and his mom called him and his friends to to come eat and he was came running around the side of the house screaming and these um uh, <laughs> this huge bird had her son in his in its, in its uh in its uh beak and um yeah, it was really freaky and it um, scared the mom to death, and she was like beating on the bird and everything. And it finally did drop the boy, but it carried him like 40 feet.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. But you know what? That's not uncommon because I know there are uh, instances where uh, uh, babies were taken by like uh, uh, giant condors and stuff like that, and other uh, uh, because those are carnivorous kind of birds of prey. And uh, they, they they do snatch small animals, so what's the thing between a small animal and a baby? Not much. But right. you, can you believe it, Deanna? We've actually run out of time.
3: You're kidding me. Oh,
1: goodness.
3: No. Oh, my no. goodness. It was so fast. I, I know. Like a thunderbird. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys so, were great. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thank you. I, I
1: told you you didn't have to study.
3: <laughs> I know. I was all worried for nothing, but that's me. <laughs> oh,
1: Somebody's at the door. Can you answer that, now?
2: I'll I'll go get it. I'll be
3: okay. Just
1: don't take your clothes off. It's okay. I trim...
2: promise.
1: <laughs> 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 but anyways, <laughs> we have we have been t- that tells us there's 2 minutes left in the show. So we we we've been talking with Deanna Bud, and she has written the story of the book actually uh, the the F- F- Wiser Field Guide to Cryptozoology, which is available everywhere. And um, anything else you'd like to add, any appearances or anything that you want to add to uh, no, you know?
3: no, I've enjoyed our interview. I sure do appreciate you, you talking with me, and I'll be listening to your show. You guys are great. I really enjoyed you.
1: <laughs> well, you. We, we enjoyed you, too, and I, I do apologize for everything I've probably said of done.
3: <laughs> no, you were great. I enjoyed it very much. And, do can right. we get your website one more time? It's bellaonline.com slash site slash paranormal.
2: Excellent. Thank,
3: Thank you. Thank you, Deanna.
1: Have a good night now.
2: Thank
1: you guys too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay, Ian, I have gotta do this. I've been forgetting for like a month now. We have a great fan. He listens to the show all the time. Yeah. He's a fan of the NEGP, he's a fan of Ghost Chronicles. And his name so I gotta give him a big shout out to uh Tom Hammond. Uh just hi, like Tom. Ha- Ham Hammond Castle. Can you can you give him a sexy shout out, please?
2: Ooh, hi Tom. <laughs>
1: That's the best you can do?
2: That's the best I can do. Just... I've only had one glass of wine. What can Wait I do? What can I say?
1: Hi, Tom.
2: Oh, Ron, you're much sexier than me. I know, I know. <laughs>
1: Trust me, I know.
2: What? <laughs> what? Well, he just got a big shout-out there, so. Yeah, there you go.
1: That's awesome. So, Tom, we apologize for not shouting out to you because we we've supposed to have done this like, a, well, not we, me, a bunch of times. And so, finally, uh, well, we have done it.
2: I hope he's listening tonight.
1: Yeah, wouldn't have be a kicker, huh?
2: Yeah. It's probably like, oh I couldn't get on. I couldn't get on that night. Yeah.
1: So. so so who do we have on next week's show there, Ann?
2: You know what? I know. I know who <laughs> we have on next week's show. I'm ready. I am ready tonight. Next week we have Clint Marsh, author of Swami Panchadasi's Clairvoyance and Occult Powers.
1: What the hell is that?
2: Woohoo. And I said it all.
1: I know it. It was good. Yes. So, anyways, we want to thank everyone for tuning in, and and I know it wasn't like a real serious night, but uh, when is it? Is it ever? <laughs> but anyways, uh, two other things to mention up the uh, this uh, on the uh, 19th, uh, paranormal study group. Uh, we have Byron Jackson from the Haunted UK will be with us via Skype, and we're going to look at English ghost hunting versus UK, I mean American ghost hunting, and also on the 30th, uh, join Jeremy and myself at the. Uh, uh, dining with the dead Portsmouth for haunted lighthouses. Good night. Good night and God bless.
0: From ghoulies to ghosties, long-lickety beasts, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us.